before we get to the episode, I just wanted to shout out to my fellow podcasters. Thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. I want to give something back to you guys as well. If you're looking for sponsors, affiliate links, ads, go on podmetrics.co. That's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot co. And use my code Divine Healing by D to sign up and find sponsors. That's podmetrics.co. Referral code Divine Healing by D. Good luck. Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Simona Constantini from the Happiness Happens podcast. She is a life coach. She is multiple business owner and just a beautiful ray of energy. So uh, you're going to really enjoy this episode. We talked about um, how to start a business, which she tells her clients who want to start one but don't know where to start, what kind of personality it takes to have your own business and be a hustler, We also got into like our human designs, how she's a bit psychic as well. Just it was a great talk and I loved having her on. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey, Simona, welcome to Divine Healing by Dee. I'm so glad to finally get you on here and talk about your business and mindset on how to start a business and just entrepreneurial life. So do you mind introducing yourself to the listeners first, please? Yes, of course. Thank you so, so, so much for having me on your show today. I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you. This is like seriously a long time coming. Um, So yeah, I'm just so stoked to be here. So thank you. Um, But for everyone who's listening, I'm Simona and I am, I have two titles, if you will. I do two different things in two different industries. Um, I'm a life coach for entrepreneurs. And I'm also a podcast expert. So I help people launch and grow and monetize their podcasts. Uh, So I do both businesses interchangeably. um, And I have so much fun every single, every single day that I get to do this work. Uh, It is, it's, it's so, so, so much fun. Yeah. That's it in a nutshell. That's amazing. What's your favorite part of your job and like both, both businesses. Okay. So, I mean, the life coaching business, my favorite part of my job is holding space for people. Mm-hmm. I love watching people transform. I love watching people like dive into the parts of them that are so clouded and hurting and in pain and really finding that light that's in there and taking mm-hmm. all that stuff up, bringing it all to the surface and really transforming it into something that is, you know, really going to change their lives. You know, I, I just really, really love that part of the life coaching work because it's so fun seeing people's like faces light up when they've finally figured out that one missing piece or when they tap into their self-confidence that they've been struggling to get to for so long or you know when everything just kind of comes together and they finally Mm -hmm. feel like they're aligned in what they're doing and they've they've sort of tapped into what their purpose is that is all my favorite part about the life coaching space and I don't really do too too much in terms of like programs and courses and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. in the life coaching space. I just work one-on-one with my clients Mm -hmm. and it's so amazing. It's so rewarding. We help, you know, build up their businesses and and that kind of stuff. And it's just great to watch that transition happen and people really living out their dream. And on the flip side of that, on the podcasting side, 
my favorite part about it, and this is how I knew that I really wanted to do this podcasting work and be in this world, is because I love, I love making people happy. I'm a people pleaser, and I know this about myself, but I think when it comes to people pleasing, it's about how do you take something that some people look at as a, a weakness mm -hmm. and transform that into something that's actually not a weakness, that's a strength, that's a positive, that helps you every single day, but also helps the people that you love every single day um, by funny. putting a boundary on it, right? So I would definitely say that that is like my favorite, favorite part of the podcasting space is being able to help my clients take their dreams and take their voice and put it on a platform that they're excited to be on, but also where they feel comfortable and where I can just watch them light up and really be in their zone of gen genius and do what they want to do um, and share their messages that they need to share. So I just, I, yeah, I love that part so, so, so much. And being able to provide my clients with like tangible you know, assets and results mm -hmm. is so amazing. Yeah, solutions, exactly. So- that's it. I love it. And I love your passion when you talk about it. It's like, it really fits. I can tell like you're really doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, it's just like, this is your mission. Like you're here for this. Thank I, you so much for saying I that. Really think, like, I really think you are on the right path just by the way you speak about it. And just like the energy that you just radiate, like even on your stories, it just like, it's probably weird to say, but I feel like you're, <laughs> you're, you're here. Like you're in front of me. <gasps> I love it. It's like, I'm actually interacting with you. It's not just someone on a screen. It's like, you're right here. And you're like, close. like I could see your face. Oh my God. I love that so much that you just said. I that. really, I really feel that. Like I, oh. like, I'm not a person to sit and watch someone's stories like all the time. I know I'm not either. I click. I click, but with you no, I sit and I digest. I'm like, oh my gosh, I will like, no, I will. But did you always like know you'd be an entrepreneur? It's, it's a very hard life, you know? It is, a, it is honestly, yeah. But here's the thing, like I did, I did know that I was going to be, um, an good. entrepreneur. And I think I knew it from a young age, but I didn't know how, or I didn't know in like what way or through what lens, because I remember telling my dad, mm. I I was like, how old was I? I think I was 15. And I said to my dad, I was like, I'm going to be a life coach one day. And oh, he looked okay. at me like, he's so Italian. He looks at me, he goes, life coach. He's like, what life have you lived? Like, what experience that's something do you my have? dad would say too. Honestly. And you know what? He wasn't wrong at the time. I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's a really good point. But yeah. you know, what I learned through the journey is that we all have a story to share. It doesn't really matter how old you are, right? You can still help somebody else by your lived experience. Um, a lot of my clients actually are like in their fifties and like, yeah, forties and fifties. And so it's interesting because it's like, technically they're older than me and they have more life, like lived, like lived life, if you will. But you know, your, our experiences are all so different. So, but yeah, no, I definitely knew that I was going to be an entrepreneur and it is a hard journey, but so I think that when you're aligned with what you're doing mm -hmm. and you really listen to your intuition and like trust your intuition, in what leap you should be taking next, you're always going to be supported. Like you, the money will always come. You will yeah. always be supported and you'll always find the way because that's what is meant for you. Exactly. Oh, gold. Right. Love that. 
So would you say that's like the biggest misconception of being a life coach? Like you don't exactly have to be like older than the person to yeah. actually coach them. That's yeah. probably what it is. You know, it's, it's, it's so true. Like it's such a good point. And I think the biggest misconception with life coaching specifically, I don't think a lot of people know what a life coach is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think a lot of people know that, you know, you can go to a life coach that specializes in helping you build your business because building a business, sure, there are specific things and tangible stuff that you need to do to build your business. But 90% of building your business is finding the belief in yourself that you'll make it, you know? So that's a lot of the work that I do with my clients is really tapping into like their own self-worth and their own self-confidence to help them access and do whatever it is that they want. So if we're talking like misconceptions, oh my God, that's such a huge one. And I think another misconception too, with the uh, life coaching space, or I guess coaching space overall, is that, you know, you have to have all of this experience to be able to do it. Because when I first started like two and a half years ago, Mm -hmm. I coached people firstly for free for a little bit. Uh, But I also coached people in things that I had experienced in like issues that I had. So it's like, you don't coach on things that you don't know. You know what I mean? It kind of, it's like with anything, right? Like you would never do a healing technique that you don't know. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. So it's like about, you know, you don't have to be all things to all people, you know? I totally agree. It's like, find what you have really dealt with and like I, I don't want to say mastered because none of us have really mastered everything yeah but true. that we have dealt with and like try to see somebody else through it yeah exactly master I love that yeah I totally yeah. agree um okay so do you get a lot of clients who are like okay so I want to start a business I don't want to answer to anybody else but I don't know can I do it like I don't know what are the first tips? Like, what would you say to that person who comes to you? And they're like, I want to start a business, but I don't know where to start. Mm, That is such a good question. The first place that I always start is why, why do you want to start a business? What are you looking for in terms of your business? Are you wanting to be, you know, that entrepreneur that goes full-time in their business, match your corporate salary, get out of the corporate world? Ah you know, right. What's, what's your purpose and your goal in, in your business. That's yeah. the first place to start. If you want to be, and like, you know, this is not, there's nothing wrong with this, but if you don't want to, if you want to start a business just to be like a multimillionaire, that's yeah. great. That works too. But yeah. you know, when you lead from heart and passion and, you know, yeah, leading from your heart and like having a soulful business, the money will always come. And so I like to tap into like the the purposeful why behind mm-hmm. why we're starting a business. Then from there, we dive into all of the different areas of, okay, what makes you feel like you can't start a business? What's making you feel stuck? What are some right. things that are making you feel blocked? And then we start to go through, and I just like to understand like what the limiting beliefs are, where are the limiting beliefs coming from? You know, what are the different areas that we're going to need to like focus on? Right. Some people it's, accountability some people it's you know they just don't follow through with what they say they're going to do and then some people just don't believe that they can do it so they don't even start they self-sabotage so everyone has something different so I like to see like where are the main like pain points and like challenges that that person's experiencing and then together how do we take that and start to transform that into you know more empowering stories that allow you to really get to the reason why you want to be a business owner 
and what your business, whether it's product or service, what your business is going to do and deliver to the people that it touches. When you lead with that part and you have that all figured out, your business will forever. I think it'll thrive forever because you have that resiliency within you. You're never going to give up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know that your mission is bigger than. And so if even if you have a small setback, you're going to find a way to keep going. Like, can yeah. I tell you how many like failed launches I've had? How many times I was like ready to throw in the towel? And then something was always just like, you know what? It's okay. Like you can keep going. This is not the end. And it's like, okay, you'll know this when you start something in life, mm -hmm. you can't go back to how things were. No, it's like impossible. Like no. you can't just go back and be like, well, you know, I tried, I'm going to go back to the person I was two and a half years ago. Like, I don't want to ever go back to the person I was two and a half years ago. <laughs> right. I'm like, that's going to be a no from me. That's going to be a no. No, thanks. But I also find it so hard. Like once you start your own business and let's say like you're struggling a bit and you're like, okay, well, you know, I'll just go back to nine to five. Yeah. Uh, how? Right. Like, I like remind yeah. myself every day how much I hated being in a nine to five. I remind myself, I'm like, you know what? Even if I lost touch wood, every single client, like whatever, I, there's no way I would find the way to rebuild the business again, because I know what it feels like now to be able to sit outside on a Friday afternoon, uh, you know, at 12 o'clock or whatever, and just sit outside with my dog. Do you I, think I can get that in corporate. No. And you know, stability yeah. in terms of like paycheck and benefits and all that stuff is great. But one thing I learned through the pandemic was, you know, I lost my job and that was the safest job that I ever thought that I would have. Wow. I never thought that I would lose that job. And I did. And so the worst possible thing happened, the worst case scenario. And literally it was fine. It was totally fine. See, like I worked for my fam. I worked for the family business for three oh, years yeah. and I was answering to my dad. You can't go from answering to your father to a guy who like still lives at home, who's like maybe a few years older than you. That's very difficult. Absolutely not. That's going to be a no for me and for you. <laughs> yeah, go get my lunch, Davina. I'm like, you can get your lunch yourself. How about no? Thank no. you. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> so that was like, okay, um, I, can, I can do this myself. Like, even though I was knocked down so hard, it gave me the confidence. Like, he can do it. Why can't I do it? Exactly. And I did it. And I did exactly. it. Thank God. Exactly. But it's also like, you know, that's such a key piece, too, that I think a lot of the times, you know, people don't always see about themselves. How do you react when you get knocked down? You know what I mean? Are you taking that as a moment? where you're like, you know what, this is really, really hard right now, but it's going to be okay. I'm going to find a way. Mm -hmm. Or are you taking that moment and being like, well, <laughs> we're done here. You know what I mean? And either, either one is fine, I know. but you know, I truly think when you're living your purpose, if you are meant to be the business owner that you are, you will always find a way to make it work. It doesn't matter what happens. It's a hundred percent true. Do you know how much I had to shift with COVID happening? Ooh, Who's buying jewelry? <sighs> Where are we True. going? True. Why do you need a new like pair of hoops? You don't, but everybody needs crystals. So integrating mm. this podcast and my side hustle, my like passion, my hobby into my business really, really helped me just, and now I'm just like expanding everywhere and I'm amazed. I'm like, okay, well, is this side of my business, like the podcast, is this like more successful in the last 10 months than my other business has been in like three years? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because I did pivot and I integrated things that I'm super passionate about. Like after I leave somebody when I'm working on them, like I'm ready to go party. Like I have so much energy when I'm supposed to feel like drained and just blank because Reiki healing is very draining if you don't do it correctly. Yeah, if you don't block the energy properly or like, yeah, yourself. If you don't ground yourself and you don't shield, like you can get super sick. Like I have, like I'll call like she's one of my mentors. She grounds herself. She Mm -hmm. does everything the right way. But because she works on so many people at a time, and the extent of how deep she goes, she gets sick. She gets very sick. So that's like another thing that I kind of advise people to do. Like, don't take on more than you can chew. Mm, Work with a few people at a time. Don't like schedule, I don't know, six, seven healings in a day. That's, that's crazy. That's too much. That's insane. I don't too much. I can't even do like more than three calls a day. Never mind the amount of energy and space that you need to hold for someone. I couldn't even imagine then adding like an actual healing modality where you're extending your full yeah. body energy. Oh, no way. No like way. if you, if you're able to do that, then you're not, I'm sorry, you're not doing a good enough job. Like you're not a good enough coach or a healer. If mm-hmm. you're able to just see people back to back and tap into their energy field and like oh and then be like oh oh you, my friend my friend wants to go to dinner and have the energy to go to dinner with your friend please no but then also you know you have to think too and that's such such a key thing about being a healer it's like now you're taking that energy from the person before and if you're not cleansing it properly and this is why you have to be so careful with energy work what yeah. kind of energy do you want in your like in your body in your system in your area you know what I mean like I only work with like very specific. I've only done Reiki with one other person. She's like one of my best friends. So we'll do it together. And I love, I love her so, so, so much because I know that when she does her Reiki healing, she's not taking, she has like one client a day or something like that. You know what I mean? She cleanses properly. Like she knows what she's doing and exactly like you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have a friend and we do like exchanges on each other. And I know like okay, she does, she has other jobs and she works with a lot of people, but she knows how to ground herself and cleanse herself even probably better than me. Like I, like I will go to her for Like, I will ask her tips like, okay, you know, I'm feeling this today. What can I do? And she'll know. Mm -hmm. And that way after a session with her, I'm like floating. I'm not taking on all the clients she sees. I'm not taking on her classmates on zoom because she's becoming a mental health counselor like that stuff is heavy so she knows like the best way to just like disconnect from everything and cleanse that's amazing and I feel like when she watches this she'll be like no I don't you're too nice (laughs) but she does she does (gasps) oh my god I love that so much but that's so important that is so important and I think that's what differentiates you know and this is why like having a business like okay anyone can start a business And there are lots of people who start like companies who are way more in like the masculine energy, like think of like your Amazons and like that kind of stuff, right? Bigger businesses, whatever. But, you know, if you're building, if you're a solo entrepreneur, you're building a business that, you know, makes you feel alive every day. You're only doing things that are in your integrity. You know what I mean? Like you're only doing things that match the energy that you want to put out into the world, right? You can only hold space for so many different things in one day. It's like, 
so you have to be aligned in, in what you want to do. Right. I don't know. I just think that that's so important. No, I totally agree. And I'll give you an example today. I had a call. Somebody was asking for like a session and he turned out to be a writer for like, like supernatural magazines. And like, he's been interviewing like different psychics and healers recently. And I'm like, sitting there, like, I just thought this was like a brief introduction call to like a Reiki session, but this guy's really cool. And I'm just like, wow, it really works. Like when you're really doing what you love and you're like connecting to a lot of people and you're on like the path that you think you're like, I feel like I'm meant for this. So like, yeah, it's natural. Too. I'm like, thank you. It's like, it's just comes to me. I'm just like sitting here and I'm like, Oh, okay. The people fall into place. They fall into place. And I think that also really connects to my projector human mm. design. I just, I just do this podcast I talk and people just come like my whole life I've been doing it wrong like I've been chasing and just I get bitter I really what's your authority type um okay do you know what your um oh what's the word um your strategy? Do you know what your strategy is? No, I don't. I don't remember it. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I would love to know because you know, what's really interesting too. Um, And I find this a lot and I didn't realize this up until like a few months ago, but I always do like when I'm working one-on-one with one-on-one with clients, I'm not like well-versed in human design at all. I know like my chart and whatever. (laughs) she loves it that's her that's her it's so cool but like I took a couple things I've like been on a couple different like webinars interviewed a couple people and so what I like to do is like when I work with someone new I always just check their chart I just want to see like what they are I literally kid you not like 95% of my clients are projectors and I find that so interesting because I'm a manifesting generator and I feel like that energy plays so nicely off of each other because I feel like it does I feel like projectors and man gens like hold space for each other in, in really cool ways, but I don't know enough to like talk more about human design, like in depth, I'm really bad at it, but I don't know. It's just what I've noticed. I'm like curious. I'm like, should I like look it up and see where I'm like, where is my human design? Absolutely. I really should, but I was like wondering, are there any other like healing modalities you'd like to just implement in your coaching business as well? That's such a good question. I've been thinking for so long about like, you know, what type of modalities like feel aligned for me and my business. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of work with Oracle cards um, mm-hmm. yes. and I, I love, love I love cards. Oracle <laughs> cards. Oh my God. I, I, I haven't done a reading for myself in so long. I might actually do that today. Um, but I just love it so, so, so much. And then a friend of mine just opened up like level one Reiki. And I love the idea of having that as part of like who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, But something doesn't feel like 100% the right time. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like like I could do it one day, but I don't know if like now's the time. But, you know, I'm so interested in all of the different types and how they play together, like astrology. You know, Mm -hmm. I try and learn about astrology. So literally what I do is I bring on all these incredible people onto my podcast to Mm -hmm. talk to them about like their industries and like what they do so I can learn more. And then I'm like, Oh, like this sounds really cool. I want to learn more about this, but I feel like too, and I don't know how you feel about this, but like, I also feel like when you are just a spiritual person in general, Mm -hmm. and when you are a, you know, someone who holds space for people on on a daily basis, when you tap into your intuition, I feel like all of that 
in itself, like in its own essence is like some type of healing modality. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, right. Because like you're, you're using that energy, you're connecting to source, you're channeling messages. Like I get intuitive downloads all the time for my clients. Like, so what type of healing is that? I don't exactly know, but you know, it's there. Tell Tell me. It's being your clairsentient. Oh, what's that? It's a type of clear. So we have clairvoyant where you see stuff, you see messages. We have clairsentience where you sense it. So like, I'm sure you're probably, you can like sit here and you could like start thinking about, I don't know, like a parent or a sibling and be like, you know what? They're not like feeling good right now. Something's wrong. And you call them and it's exactly what you were thinking. Mm, that's a really good point it's true that happens a lot and you know if I'm tapped into like someone's like you know when I do like oracle card readings and stuff like that for people I just ask to be connected to their energy and you know any download right that's it you're not attracted to the oral cards for no reason like I'm not necessarily like a card person yeah I'm more of like a visual person even though like cards can be visual it's different but like yeah, I'll give you another example. Like I had um, a lot of my family members love to do coffee cup readings. Like they okay. love it. Very Middle Eastern of us. And they always, it's basically like you interpret symbols. I did that. I studied that in school. Like I can interpret symbols too. But it's like, you are, you're more clairvoyant that's why you're mm. able to interpret the symbols. You're not just interpreting symbols. Like that is kind of like a crutch. Like it's a, it's like something fun that people like invented in a way, like did over time, like to bond others. Yeah. But what we really are getting, are, you're getting clairvoyant messages. You're, you're getting pictures, you're getting images. Like you can't mm. just like look at a cup and see, I don't know, <laughs> a wedding dress and then be like, oh, you know, you know, so-and-so is like getting married that person who's reading the cup like can sense like the person's energy and be like you know what like this person like they can really feel it and it comes true like how does how does somebody know like the specific kind of sadness in my heart that I'm dealing with at the moment like you can say that about anything and then I can just say like oh you know I broke up with so-and-so and they're picking up on it they're really clairvoyant that's what they're using the cups as like a guide a like guide. a tool like the like the cards can be as well yeah they but bring like one part of the message but then really you're getting the download for the whole rest of it that's it oh it's so cool i love it so much i was doing um an oracle card reading for someone once and i just got all of a sudden the you know like like the smell of like your grandparents you know you know your grandparents so so yeah you're you're very you have yeah you're psychic Oh, dang. Sign me up. Yeah. You're clairsentient. I so love that. Have, like, let's say you're thinking about like your grandma's, I don't know, cannolis right now. And then you like taste it. Yes. There you go. And then I go to her house and she's made them for me. Like That's a psychic power. That is a psychic power. Are you saying I can manifest food whenever I want because I'm down? No. <laughs> Why not? I mean, we all, I, I say that sometimes I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm really craving my grandma's like this specific rice. And then I'll call her and be like, oh my God, I was just thinking of you. I made your favorite rice. Come get it. I'm like, okay. 
I'm coming. I will be there. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh my God. I love that so, so, so much. It's such an interesting thing. Like I might, I think my grandma has like powers like that too. Like I think she, cause she does like, um, I think we talked about this on my podcast. Yeah, you came did. On. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, she's psychic. A hundred percent. Right. And like, she's, she tells me she has dreams about things all the time. Like she gets mm-hmm. like, uh, my grandfather's passed away now. So every time something bad is going to happen, he shows up in her dreams. Um, to warn her yeah and so she knows before all of us if something's gonna happen like she has like the heads up from the universe and do you sometimes feel like you can like have you ever like felt him touch like do you feel something touch you sometimes I feel like um I I it almost feels like two hands on my shoulders yeah yeah like on on my back yeah that's probably really interesting there that's like your that again that's your clairsentience coming out like you're able to feel Interesting. Okay. This is so cool because I, uh, I have like, okay, for a a long time, I'm getting better now, but like when I'm around certain types of people, like, especially people who are really tuned in, um, I, it's like my, my ability to like connect is a lot heightened too. And, but I don't know how to deal with it because it doesn't happen often because I, I operate on a day-to-day basis. Like pretty in my masculine energy because I, you know, I work on a lot of projects, a lot of client work and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a couple of days, you know, a week where I can go without like fully connecting back into my intuition and I can feel mm-hmm. it. Like I need to like, you know, do a meditation or I need to like sit in stillness or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, because I don't tap, like tap into that all the time, I'm scared. So when it happens, I'm, I'm scared that something bad is going to happen. So I block it. Don't I know, scared. you know, what you really should do. And it's helped me a lot, which I really mm-hmm. like. I would sleep with different crystals, oh. try it out. I would first start like maybe with the clear quartz. And before you put it under your pillow, if you want to ask a question, if you want like clarity on an issue, ask it in your head. And then literally nine out of 10 times, you will receive a dream that will answer that question. Out of every crystal I've ever like experienced, like experimented with under my pillow, clear quartz always, I always get an answer. Interesting. Always. Okay. I need to do that. I used to sleep with crystals underneath my pillows. I don't even know like what they represented. You know what I mean? It just felt like, right. I'm like, okay, put this one, this one, this one. And oh, then no, I, no, 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 but it was actually good. Like my sleep really? was like really good. Yeah. Yeah. It was like intuitively like, yeah, this is a good one. Like you put this, okay. one, you put this one, like it wasn't. And yeah, it was good. Like I had great dreams. I would sleep all night. Like okay, it was that's great good because there's yeah. some that can keep like, can act like espresso and keep you up all night and like give you like nightmares. Oh yeah. No, no, no. That never happened. Which ones are those? Um, <laughs> anything Blair. like red or orange. Anything okay. for the sacral and solar plexus. Right, that makes sense. Carnelian. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I love that. Um, what was the one? Sunstone. Sunstone is one that I would just put under my pillow to sleep. Really? Yeah. I would think that kind of acts the same. I don't know. Oh, um, selenite. Oh. Ooh. is that a good one okay because I oh oh my god I love selenite selenite is my jam oh Beautiful. I have it everywhere I have like four pieces in my office like I, and yeah. I have it on a necklace too I love Sleep it so with much it. it'll knock you out oh I love it, that it's amazing um what I love uh, this tangent that we've gone down on I right know now. fluorite's good amethyst mm-hmm. is like pretty obvious and then I can't find my I got a new pink Lemurian quartz it's beautiful and I can't find it. It's like some, it's like lost in my room somewhere. I have to look for it. That was a great like sleep. Oh my God. I bet you it's like between your mattress or something like that, or like behind underneath your bed. Probably. 
if you go check and it's there, can you just tell me? I just want to know if, if, if the guidance was right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I still will, just, just so you know. Um, can you like share some self-care rituals that you do to help yes. your business? Tell us. Yes, 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 of course. So I like to work with like the new moon and the full moon. So even though I'm still learning, like I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, I'm still learning, but I try and do like, you know, um, releasing when you're supposed to release things and like, you know, writing things out and then burning uh-huh. it, calling in what you want for like, you know, um, the like new moon, you know what I mean? Like that kind yes. of stuff. So I do that a lot and I love it. And, um, I like to journal, but I don't journal very often. I just kind of like do it when it feels like good to do it. I love to do meditations and I love to go for walks. Like I could go for like a three hour walk every day. I don't have the time, but I could. (laughs) Me too. That's like a huge self-care thing. Yeah. That's so good. And I like to drink my tea like drinking my tea and like having that as like my time, like my moment, even though I'm at my computer, there's something so like soulfully nourishing about just drinking my warm tea, even when it's like really hot outside. Can I tell you something actually interesting? Yes. I just interviewed, uh, she is, she says she's a garden witch. Oh, so I asked her what her favorite like self rituals were. And she's like, there's something just about like in the morning, like with my coffee or, in, or tea, and I'm sitting there, and there's something literally just what you said. Okay. Something so nourishing. It's even just like the small things. It doesn't even have to be a lot. No. Because I think, yeah, yeah, that's just so the key. Like, it doesn't have to be a lot. And I think that people put okay. all these like rules and regulations around what your self care, like rituals should look like. And like, so here's something that I did because I don't do well with them. Um, I don't do well with like morning routines. Like oh. I'm the type of person that I'm like, okay, I have to do the whole routine. Okay. I've got to do it every single hour. Like I will do it by the book. So regimented. So then I was like, you know what, this isn't working for me anymore. So now what I do is I set my alarm to wake up. And I just know that the first two hours I wake up at seven and that we got a dog. So I take care of the dog between seven and nine, then I get to work. Right. But so now I know whatever happens between seven and 9am, that's like my time. Like we'll go for a walk. Sometimes okay, I'll make my on. tea. We'll sit on a couch, like whatever. And that's like my morning routine. And so I think it's about finding something that works best for you and it doesn't have to be what other people say it should be you know of course not because it's not going to work for everybody the same thing Mm -mm. can I tell you something funny now I looked up my human design and the strategy is being invited oh which is like so true I have to be invited to things and my authority is emotional solar plexus I love that I'm an emotional authority too I mean, this stuff is legit. It's so- It is legit. I love human design. It's so cool. It's so cool. And I just learned of something, I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called Gene Keys. It's like the cousin Mm. of human design. I have not, but I'm about to write that Yeah, you should like look into it. You're going to love it. It's like light bulb after light bulb, like as you read everything. I'm so excited. Oh my God. So so excited. This was such a fun talk. Oh my God. I've loved every single minute of this. Like this was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me on here today. Of course. Of course. Where can everyone find you? Listen to your podcast. Tell us. Yes, yes, for sure. So my podcast is called happiness happens podcast and it's on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's on Stitcher Podbean, like literally everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Uh, It's also on YouTube too, because I do video interviews. So 
if you just type it in, you can get to my channel and uh, I put up all the conversations because I love to see like people's reactions and stuff like that. So that's why I do it. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram. It's at Simona with two underscores and Costantini and my website, simonacostantini.com. If you want to take a look at some of my packages and offers and stuff like that. And that's really it. I mean, I have an Instagram for my podcast too. It's the happiness happens podcast or happiness happens podcast on, on Instagram. And that's really, that's really it. Keeping it simple. I'm on TikTok too, Simona.Quasantini111. If you want to join in for some podcasting tips and, and fun stuff like that there. So, so fun. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.